The Missouri game is just a couple days away, a big top 12 matchup in Athens. What am I excited about? Is there any reason that I should be nervous? And what might not you be thinking about about this game that um, I'm going to clue you into? All that today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. Clint is not able to be with us today, but we've got lots to talk about. And thanks to Prize Picks for bringing you today's episode. PrizePicks.com slash Lockdown College. More on them in a second. Um, uh, let's get into this Missouri game. If you weren't with us yesterday, Clint talked about the college football playoff rankings. They are out. And just to reiterate, the official position of the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast is we don't care. We are not Tennessee. We do not get excited about mid-season rankings. We do not care about where we are, about where we should be, about what that means, about the disrespect or whatever. You don't have to worry about things like that when you are the back-to-back defending national champions in college football and when you have still not lost a game this season. So, Georgia keeps winning. Georgia keeps doing what it's doing. It's all going to work itself out, and we don't care, and you shouldn't either. So enough about that. Let's talk about this weekend. It is Georgia plays a cupcake schedule. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. There are no good teams on the schedule. And so here comes number 12-ranked Missouri into Athens. Um, uh, Missouri's lost one game this year, which was an absolute back-and-forth, highly entertaining affair to LSU. But other than that, they have kind of blitzed through their season. They had an early scare against Kansas State. Kansas State, who, by the way, I think I just saw, has won their last two games in the Big 12 by a combined score of 88-3. to Yeah, Missouri beat that team earlier in the year and um, has really just kind of rolled through their schedule to this point. And so what am I excited about? What am I nervous about? And what should you not sleep on in this game? Let's start with what I'm excited about. And um, and it's, it's this. I tried to think of creative ways to say this. I tried to think of, you know, a way to frame this so that would make it a little bit more interesting. I'm excited about the fact that Georgia's going to go out on Saturday and absolutely steamroll a top 15 team in Missouri. I could not be more confident in in the way Georgia matches up in this game. I could not be more confident in Georgia's chances to win this game. Now, when you t- I'm not talking about covering spreads right now. I'm not talking about any of that metrics or eye tests or whatever. I'm talking about I do not see a path for Missouri to win this football game just based on the way that the teams match up. I think Missouri has has a has a very good offense, and I think they're going up against the best defense that they've played this season. 
by a long shot in Georgia. And I think Georgia's defense has only shown us improvement week after week after week. That's a matchup that I think actually favors the dogs. And then you go to the other side of the ball, which we talked about earlier in the week, Missouri's defense, which yes, I will grant you the metrics on Missouri's defense are a little bit skewed by LSU. Kirby Smart mentioned this in his presser. LSU has put it on everybody this year, and they put it on Missouri as well. And so the Missouri defensive stats and metrics are a little bit skewed by the LSU game. But just look across the board at all of the games that they've played in. This Missouri defense is fine. They're not bad. They're certainly not among the worst defenses Georgia will have played this season. But they are not a top 25 defense. They are not a top 30, 35 defense in any metric that you want to look at. Georgia has faced better defenses um, several different times this year. And Georgia's offense, meanwhile, is just getting better and better and better. Even without Brock Bowers, guys are finding their roles. And Oscar Delp, as as I tweeted out earlier this week, Oscar uh, uh, Oscar Delp's finding his place, and Carson Beck, excuse me, Carson Beck is playing like a first round draft pick, and Carson Beck is going to be a first round draft pick in this NFL draft. He's playing exceptionally well. He's only continuing to get better and better. And I think this Missouri defense is going to be, I think it's the same thing that we talked about when we looked at Florida's defense. We said Florida's going to have to take a lot of chances against Georgia in an effort to try to create big negative plays and slow this Georgia team down. Or else Mike Bobo, Carson Beck, Kirby Smart are just going to be content to just ram it down the throats of the Florida Gators. And that's exactly what we saw in that Florida game. Florida really did not have much success at all stopping Georgia. Um, if anything, maybe Georgia fizzled out in the red zone a couple times, some drives stalled. But Missouri's defense is going to have to have the same game plan, and I love that for Mike Bobo. I love that for Carson Beck. I love that for this team. I, I'm excited because Georgia is going to once again welcome a top 25 team to Sanford Stadium. And once again, Sanford Stadium is going to be too much for that team, and they are going to get absolutely rolled on Saturday. That's what excites me the most. But am I nervous? All that being said, am I nervous? Maybe. Let's talk about that uh, right after these. But first, want to let you know about prize picks. I mentioned them earlier. Prize picks is the number one daily fantasy platform that is out there. Uh, they are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy. It's just you against the numbers. You're not working against uh, a computer. You're not working against some sort of a Vegas uh, system. And you're not working against some nerd who lives in his mom's basement who plays fantasy football full time for a living. Um, uh, you you pick the, the number. You set the bet. And you make your wager. And that is all there is to it. You just you you choose a stat. Carson Beck, passing yards, more or less than 275 against Missouri. You put more, you make the wager, you win, that is it. With basketball season here now, you can pick a 
combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, which is an unbelievable thing that you're able to do. So you go Travis Kelsey and three pointers made by LeBron James. You can do all of that. Um, and then you can play along alongside some of Prize Picks's favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. You can find that under the community plays in the promo tab. All of this, Prize Picks offers all of this for you. Um, players and stat types that you you pick and you personalize your experience. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use the promo code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to $100 at prize picks. So am I nervous? That's the question. I just told you in segment one that uh, George is going to come out and roll uh, Missouri. And I'm confident in that. Am I nervous George is going to lose this game? This is very unlike me. This is If you listen to the pod, you know that this is not normally the MO. But no, I'm not. I am not nervous that George is going to lose this game. I think the home game means a ton in this situation. I think the way that George is playing um, <clears throat> week in and week out matters quite a bit in this situation. And so, no, I am not nervous that Georgia is going to lose this game. Let me tell you what does make me a little bit nervous. I'm not even sure nervous is the right word. I am actually excited to watch Georgia's defense get what will be by far their best test of the season. So if there's anything that makes me nervous, it's when Georgia's on the defensive side of the ball and they're going up against the Missouri offense. The Missouri offense, y'all, is dynamic and it is special. In places, their quarterback, I think, is special. They certainly have special playmakers on the outside. And you look at the offenses that Georgia has gone up against this year. Now, I mentioned the defense is playing better and better and better, and that is absolutely true. But you look at these offenses that Georgia has gone up against this year. Florida, that is a terrible offense. It is um, one dimensional, they have weaknesses all across the board, they struggle to protect they struggle to move people in the run game and they don't have playmakers on the outside you look at Kentucky that's another one-dimensional offense that really leans on Ray Davis and in a game like the Florida the Kentucky Florida game when they're able to get that going that offense looks really great in a game like the Kentucky Georgia game when that's not able to get going Kentucky looks like one of the most pedestrian offenses in college football South Carolina another not good offense. They do not protect the quarterback. They have a pretty decent quarterback. I would say that Cook is having a much better year than Rattler is this year. Um, but South Carolina doesn't protect the quarterback. They can't run the ball. That It's not a good offense. Georgia is going up against by far the best offense. Luther Burden and this cast of playmakers is by far the best set of playmakers that Georgia will have been asked to cover. And you look at that matchup with Kamari Laster, who's playing better and better as the season goes along. And then the other side of the ball, you got Dalen Everett and Julian Humphrey, who are splitting those reps, who are working that like combination at the second corner position. And then you got the Tyke Smith star versus Luther Burden matchup. Now, I know Luther Burden doesn't always play in the star. 
And I know that's not as simple as saying that our star is going to be one-on-one, man-to-man with Luther Burden, running drag routes or running seam routes or running deep middles or running like out routes from the slot. I know that it's not that simple. But from what we've seen from Tyke Smith, and we mentioned this last week on the pod, um, Tyke Smith is a he is a fire and ice type of player. He is hot and cold. He's all or nothing. When all you get from Tyke Smith is either stellar, spectacular play. He leads the team in interceptions. He's made lots of tackles for loss. He seems to be involved when he's on. He seems to be involved in every tackle. He's getting his nose in there. He's breaking up passes. He's intercepting the ball. And then when he's off, he is just completely dropping routes. He is completely letting guys run wide open in coverage. You saw it on the first drive last week against Florida. Eli Drinkowitz and the Missouri offense is going to script Luther Burden against Tyke Smith early in the game. You can bet on it. And so when they do, I can't sit here and tell you I'm not nervous that just like we saw against Florida, just like we saw against Vanderbilt for crying out loud, just like we saw against South Carolina, just like we saw against Kentucky until the penalties crept in, that on their opening drive or opening couple drives, Missouri is going to absolutely carve up this Georgia defense. I trust Georgia's ability, Glenn Schumann, um, Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp's ability to make adjustments. I trust that, but I am nervous about those matchups. Georgia's secondary versus Missouri's playmakers, because when you give Cook time, He's going to make he's going to make the right play. He's going to make great plays, and it's not hard because he doesn't need that much time because those playmakers get open easily. And the scheme this year has been used, I think, to perfection from Eli Drinkwitz. And so, that's the matchup that makes me the most nervous. Again, I'm confident in Georgia's ability to win this game, but that's the matchup that makes me the most nervous. Uh, we'll talk about what you shouldn't sleep on, what I am thinking about that maybe you're not thinking about right after these. But first, let's talk about FanDuel. Listen, if you're going to go bet on this game, FanDuel Sportsbook is the place to go. If you're going to bet on the NBA, if you're going to bet on college football all weekend, if you're going to bet on, listen, Clint's not here, and so let's just have a conversation. If you're going to bet on Mike White and the Georgia basketball team going over their season win total for this season, you better get over to FanDuel Sportsbook and you better do that as soon as is humanly possible because that thing is a lock. Georgia right now is a five-point underdog on Monday in Las Vegas against the Oregon Ducks. Forget about the five points. You better just go to FanDuel and take Georgia on that money line because Mike White has a thing cooking, and I do not care if you don't want to talk about it. We're going to talk about it this season. Mike White is reviving this Georgia basketball team, and FanDuel Sportsbook is the place that you need to go to place all these bets. Make every moment more with FanDuel.com slash locked on. You place your initial wager of $5, and they will give you bonus bets of up to hundreds of dollars. That's when you place an initial wager as little as $5. They will put bonus bets into your account. Win or lose for hundreds of dollars. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 
Don't sleep on welcome to the 199. So happy to have you. Um, Mike White is the greatest thing that's happened to Georgia basketball in quite some time. Gurf, you might as well just mosey on out because that's my first don't sleep on. Actually, it has nothing to do with the Missouri game. Don't sleep on Georgia beating Oregon to open the season this week in Las Vegas, Monday night. I love this Mike White team, and he's already got a top a top 20 recruit for 2024 in Asa Newell. He's already got a top 20 recruit for 2025. Little Dominique Jacob Wilkins coming home to Athens. This Georgia basketball team, don't sleep on them. Please, I'm begging you, don't sleep on them. This is not Anthony Edwards and Tom Crean. This is not that situation. It's different in every single way. If you'd like to know how it's different, please send me a message locked on bulldogs at gmail.com. Please hit us up on Twitter, and I would be happy to explain to you all the ways that this is categorically different than Tom Crean and Anthony Edwards. And it begins with one of those teams was coached by Tom Crean, and the other one is coached by Mike White. And I'm not sure why I have to say much more than that. All right, Missouri, Georgia, don't sleep on this game. Don't sleep on the Georgia running game really starting to hit its stride. The health of these backs has been an issue all year, right? You lose Branson uh, in fall camp. You lose Kendall Milton for the first part of the season. You're not sure if you're going to get Dejan Edwards back. In fact, early in the season, you're not, he's, he's touch and go. You're not really sure what his health status is. Roderick Robinson's been out for the last several weeks after he played a heavy role early in the season. The health of this backfield has been in shambles, but now it's starting to take shape. Obviously, Branson still not going to be a part of this team this season, but Roderick Robinson could be back. But most importantly, Dejan Edwards and Kendall Milton appear for the first time to be healthy at the same time playing together. And that combination of the Georgia backfield is going to be huge down the stretch for Georgia. Our ability to run when we want to, as Kirby Smart says, establish the run and close out games with the run is going to be huge down this tough stretch on the back half of the season. Georgia plays three consecutive opponents ranked in the college football playoff top 20 over the next three weeks. If you don't think running the ball is going to be essential to Georgia's chances to win those games, then you are fooling yourself. Dejan Edwards and Kendall Milton are absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to parlay that with this. Don't sleep on Amarius Mims being healthy and not playing in a starting role in this game. If you noticed early in the week when Kirby was asked about Amarius Mims, and asked about what kinds of things he needs to do to be back ready to play. He said, blah, 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 rehab, blah, 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 health, blah, 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 show us. And he needs to be the best available player at his position. Now, that should have raised your eyebrows if you're a Georgia fan. But not if you've been listening to this podcast. Because since Xavier Trust moved from left guard to right tackle, Xavier Truss has been a different human being. Since Dylan Fairchild was inserted into the starting lineup in place of 
Xavier Trust at left guard. The left side of that offensive line has gone from one of the biggest weaknesses on the team to one of the biggest strengths on the team. And so you have, you have to be very – Amarius Mims is an NFL draft prospect talent. But you have to be very careful about disrupting what is obviously a very like high chemistry unit in the Georgia offensive line right now. And so do I think Amarius Mims comes back in this game? Yes. Do I think Amarius Mims plays in this game? Yes, I do. Don't sleep on Amarius Mims being fully healthy and not starting this game because quite frankly, he, he may have been passed on the depth chart. Now I'm not saying he's not going to come in grade out really well, impress the coaches look good and earn more and more reps. And, and listen, more and more healthy options, especially a tackle is can't be anything but a good thing for this Georgia team. I don't, I don't think trust is going back to guard. I think trust Mims and green are now the three tackles. By the way, Monroe Freeling has looked really good in his limited time, but I think down the stretch, those are your three tackles and Tate Ratledge, Dylan Fairchild and Micah Morris. Those are your three guards. And barring some sort of catastrophic multiple injury situation, I think those are the dudes you're going to see Georgia roll with, along with Cedric Grandparent, obviously, in the middle uh, for the rest of the season. So don't sleep on that. Um, Don't sleep on, at some point, I hesitate to say it might not be today, but at some point, don't sleep on Lad McConkey taking over the primary pump return duties for the Georgia football team. I know the back and the injury risk is a concern. I know that that could be factoring in, but when has Kirby smart ever shied away from playing his best players on special teams because he was scared about an injury? You tell me when the last time that happened was because the answer is never Kirby believes that special teams is just as important as offense, just as important as defense. And he's going to play his best players. And now that Ladd is clearly back at least near 100%, you saw on the, uh, what was it, on the safety, so on the free kick, which is basically like a long punt. You saw on the free kick, they had two returners back there. They had, um, oh, what's his name? The little kid, I his, whose name I just blanked on right now, and all of you are screaming at me. Uh, I I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, Meeks. Uh, you saw him back there, and then you also saw Lad McConkey back there as well. I think at some point Lad McConkey is going to take over that punt return duty. I think he's more explosive. I think he is. I, I I think he's got a higher IQ. I think he is um, a higher football IQ. I mean, and I think he's got better, more sure hands. I think Kirby trusts him to not turn the ball over in situations like that. So. Don't sleep on potentially seeing Lad McConkey return some punts. So the run game gets going. A potential non-change in the offensive line that could be a story, and maybe Lad McConkey returns some punts. Um, don't sleep on Georgia. This game being relatively close at halftime, and then Georgia just running away and hiding in the second half. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay it out there. What about a second half shutout 
for the Georgia Bulldogs. How about zero points after halftime? I think it's a combination of several things. I think it's a combination of the fact that Georgia, with a lead, is going to be running the football and running the clock. I think it's a combination of Kirby's ability to adjust being superior in every way, shape, and form to Eli Drinkovitz's ability to adjust. And um, I think it's the pattern that you've seen from this Georgia football team. I don't think this game is necessarily going to be out of hand enough that the third and fourth stringers are going to come in. And, and so they're Missouri's going to have the opportunity to score with their starters against the fourth string, like Florida did. And so I think this is a game where you might see the starters play the entire thing. And that's why I think second half shutout. And so you might end up, I'm not going to give score predictions. We'll be back tomorrow. Clint and I will be back tomorrow uh, on the Friday episode, and we will give you score predictions for this game. Ever all of our thoughts, Join the subtext if you want to interact with us on Saturday. Um, You can find the link in the description below. We would love to have you there. And we will be back tomorrow with our picks in this game, with what we're betting on in this game, with our official score predictions in this game, all of that on Friday. Uh, And um, uh, we'll get you ready for Saturday on the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. Until then, I am Daniel. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.